Hey guys, my name is Johan Fitch. I play Jeremy on Obliterated and you're on Obliterated Companion. And I, uh, I noticed you when I was up on stage. Welcome back to another episode of Obliterated Companion. You guys, I'm Peter, you know, if you're tuning in for the first time. Uh, joining me, I have a guest. Uh, his dick might be the banana, but uh, <laughs> I have Johan Fitch. How you doing, sir? How's it going, man? How's it going? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. You know, um, I don't think you're going to get an introduction like that on other, you know, outlets, but... Uh, no. You know, yeah, yeah. This point, right? The, show, the show's pretty explicit. Um you know, I want to get to know uh, about you, but before we get into that, uh, you know, this is still within the week of the uh, the release of the show, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, currently, is number one. It keeps kind of fluctuating with the Squid Game show. But um, what has reception been like for you from the fans, from friends and family who have seen you on the show? Well, honestly, the reception has been wonderful. I am so blessed from the opportunity that I got, and everyone has been so kind. I have been getting some very funny uh, DMs on my Instagram <laughs> lately, for sure. My family, on their other hand, uh, they kind of stop before some scenes, if you know what I mean. But they are very proud of me, and uh, it's been it's been great. It's been awesome. Wow. Yeah, I I can only imagine what the DMs are looking like right now uh, after. <laughs> yeah, uh, after that. Scene. Yeah, it's definitely been interesting. All right. So uh, I saw a few things uh, about you uh, on the interwebs. Um, you're uh, born in Oklahoma, right? No, I'm born in uh, Florida. Florida, Florida. Okay. Yeah. Where did I get Oklahoma from? Is that? I shot a feature film in Oklahoma. Maybe that could be it. I'm not really sure. That could be it. Yes. But you grew up and were raised in Texas. Yes, sir. Got it. Okay. So what part of Texas? I am from Houston, Texas. Okay. I yeah. was um I was not raised there, but I was born in Corpus Christi. Oh, cool. And yeah, I still have family down there. As a matter of fact, I'll be going to Corpus um next spring for for a wedding. So oh, nice. yeah, I haven't been there for like twelve years, you know. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a minute, but um, you know, that's that's my roots. So I am from Texas, you know, uh, but I grew up here in Portland, Oregon. Very um cool. Did you go to college well, in Texas or, or just high school? Uh, actually, I, I went to high school briefly uh-huh. in Texas because I grew up in Portland, but I got sent away my junior year. And that's when I went to school uh, in Texas just very briefly. And then I came back up on my own means. Um, yeah, got into some trouble, but we're not going to get into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I still have family down there. That's, that's why I'll be making a return soon. So what, what brought you from Florida to, to Texas? Was that just a, like a parent's moving job situation, I'm sure? Yeah, yeah. So I moved here, uh, Houston, Texas, when I was six years old. Uh, so this is basically all I know. But my, my dad's job transferred him back over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, y- you know, we kind of discussed this off mic. Uh, you're, you're still in school. You're a student, right? You just... Uh-huh finished up finals uh what was it like for you in high school like did you have a uh like a trajectory into like acting were you already into performance arts and things like that 
So funny enough, uh, growing up, I've always had a passion for acting and I did a lot of my acting and theater in middle school and stuff like that. Uh, in high school, I was kind of, you know, you know how high school goes. You want to be one of the popular kids and stuff like that. Unfortunately, theater was not the best route to, to become popular at my high school. And uh, I grew up also playing soccer. And so I ended up focusing mostly on soccer in high school. And I went on to play Division One soccer and stuff like that. But I've always yearned, my passion for acting always yearned inside me. And I, 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 I basically quit playing Division One soccer the first year to pursue my dreams of being an actor. Oh, wow. I mean, and it, which is, soccer is not something that you hear uh, often about, um, mm -hmm. you know, like, especially coming from Texas, born and raised, or not born rather, but, but raised in Texas, where mm -hmm. you hear like all they talk about is football right yeah. um I, again like i went to school uh for one month junior year and i remember what classes were like nobody was paying attention in class everyone was talking about the upcoming game you yeah. know and, and so um but but so why why soccer and not like kind of the obvious football you know coming from texas right uh thankfully uh my high school sucked at football <laughs> so our fan base needed to latch on to some sport and we were actually pretty good at soccer. And, uh, you know, I, I ended up being varsity my freshman year. And so I, I kind of felt like maybe this was the route I was meant to be a part of or go down. And then uh, senior year, I was captain. We had a huge fan base. We went to playoffs every year. And like I said, we sucked at football. So we had a huge crowd. So it kind of worked out for me popularity wise, but uh, it was, it was, Definitely time for me to move to, into the my acting dream and, and leave my soccer journey in the past. Uh, you mentioned um, uh, back in middle school is when you got into some of the th theater. W what were some of your like early inspirations that made you even think about acting? Wow, what a question. Um, <laughs> honestly, um, growing up, I loved watching Disney Channel. And, and I love movies and I was very big in, you know, playing pretend. And I would actually create little movies and stuff like that with my friends, making myself the main character, of course, because, you know, I need the spotlight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I just always it, basically watching shows as a kid. I was always thought like, man, that must be so cool. I want to do that. I want to be a part of that. And, and obviously as a kid, I didn't have much say as to what I was able to do or how much money I was able to spend on this dream. So I would make little short films, you know, kid short films uh, on my own with my friends. And uh, it kind of sparked that passion of mine. You mentioned, uh, you know, kind of working on some projects, something that I uh, came across in my research here is that you were part of a project uh, called Red Hood R Resurrection. Yes. Yeah. And I saw that there was some uh, crowdfunding campaign that closed. And can, are you able to kind of like give any insight on the status of that project? For sure. That's that's a cool project that you mentioned. Uh, so basically, um, a good friend of mine reached out who was actually actually playing the character Red Hood uh, about this project. And he knows that my dream role is to be Nightwing, uh, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with the whole batman story and stuff like that but basically his first robin uh kind of takes his own path uh wants to stop living in the shadow of batman and he, he 
becomes Nightwing, who leads the Teen Titans and stuff like that. And then he has a second Robin, becomes Red Hood. And it's kind of the story that revolves around that sort of side of uh, the Robins and Batman and stuff like that. And I play Tim Drake in that one, the third Robin. And yeah, we, we got a lot of funding for it. And it's been a fun project. We got some episodes coming out. It's a, it's a fan film. But I kind of wanted to play that role so that I could get some footage as the character of Robin to potentially send out to uh, some casting directors or directors that are, are looking for that role potentially in the future. So are you more of a, um, would you say you're a DC guy or a Marvel? I am a DC guy. I am a rare breed of the DC for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of um, that's, you know, like it it's, it's really difficult because like growing up, like DC had the really cool movies, you know, the original Batman movies. Superman started in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I was. But the Red Hood, I, the first time I heard about that character was the animated movie that came out. I don't know how long ago. Under the Red Hood. Under the Red Hood, that's the one. Yeah, so yeah, good. yeah. So that's good. And yeah. I feel that's kind of like, that's that's when people are like, yeah, let's make this a real thing. And so like the other projects started coming out. But when I saw that under your credit, and I, I watched the trailer, which, you know, people go to YouTube and, and check it out, Red Hood Resurrection. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks really good. And so like, uh, I couldn't find any anything else other than that campaign had ended. So I was like, I, I want to see this. You know, I actually, I, I want to check this out. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was amazing shooting uh, with my good friend, David Reardon. He's the one who plays Red Hood. And it was really cool to just encapsulate that character of Tim Drake. I didn't allow, my say, my, allow myself to play the role of Dick Grayson yet. I want to earn that one uh, for when James Gunn is ready to start casting. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad we got some good footage, uh, some emotional footage some comedic moments and some great fighting uh, scenes here and there. Cause I, I do Taekwondo and stuff like that, which was able to help transition into that film. Nice. You, you mentioned uh, some episodes are, are shot and uh, possibly coming out here. Do you have an idea of when so that people can kind of keep an eye on it? I believe uh, the director was saying early of next year, around February, okay. March. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We follow each other. So I'm going to definitely keep an eye on that. Oh yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, so you're currently in school and, um, you know, you had been filming some stuff according to, you know, your IMDb, you have some, some credits underneath there. So like, how do you, how does something like obliterated come across, you know, sort of speak the table for you, you know, while you're still in school? Yeah. So thankfully, um, that was shot during the summer. So I did not have any school at that point in time. I received the audition from my agent, of course. And, uh, you know, it, when you get a Netflix audition, you def, I, I freaked out. Uh, and to see that my uh, penis shall be exposed, it was definitely, uh, definitely an interesting role for me. Never done anything like that. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't want to pass up the opportunity. I, I submitted the audition, didn't think much of it. I told myself, let it go. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And two weeks later, I get the call from my agent. And a week after that, I'm already heading to New Mexico to film. So it happened very rapid. So I'm very blessed. School did not come into factor with that. That's awesome. So 
uh, so, so you mentioned like the nudity, right? Uh, wh what else were they asking? I, I, it may not have been like Jeremy, but what was it uh, call calling for for this character? Uh, like the casting call? Yeah. Oh, no, it's a Jeremy Stripper guest star. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was no secret about it. It's just like, yeah, yeah. It's like no, you're, you're going to have a penis shown. You're going to put whipped cream on it. I'm like, it, the whipped cream scene was actually part of my audition. So, yeah. and, and so, um, so did you self tape for that? Uh, I'm assuming I did self tape. Yes. Yeah. And, and what, so if you're uh, willing to share, what was the, um, what did you self tape actually? What was it? The whipped cream scene? Was it uh, a, a different scene with like Maya? So the, I shot two scenes. Uh, the first scene was me coming up to Maya and Sharonda, basically saying, hello, ladies. I noticed you when I was on stage flirting a little bit, you know, trying to get my, my stripper dues, my money. And then the second scene uh, was basically me comforting Maya once I put the whipped cream on my penis. <laughs> and luckily enough, my acting coach, Alicia Dodson, uh, Great, great woman, great coach. Had whipped cream at her disposal, which I was able to use during my audition, which I feel like really helps sell the part to them. Yeah, I mean, you were able to commit, right? And the, exactly, the, they were probably looking for somebody that's not shy. Obviously, <laughs> I definitely did not look shy. I don't know if if you've been uh, he hearing it, but people really like the conversation that Jeremy and Maya have. Uh, in, in in the back room because that's not something you'd expect in a strip club, right? Um, so uh, so uh, if you can talk about like you know arriving on set, did you um, kind of create a backstory for Jeremy? That's funny you asked that. Uh, I I did create a backstory for Jeremy, um, which doesn't really come into play with his character, but basically he is a college student just looking to pay for his college tuition, um, you know, and so he picks up stripping. Uh, coming on the set, everyone was so nice. And the director who, who directed that show was, I believe, Josh Held, and he is a great guy. He, he made me feel very comfortable on set. Instead of my co-stars, especially Kimmy, she was very nice. Anytime I asked to rehearse or anything like that, she was more than willing. Uh, we even went into her, her, her trailer and rehearsed about like 20, 30 minutes before our scene. And I was, I was nervous. I'm going to be honest. I was very nervous. Funny enough, the scene that you're referring to was my first scene on set. And I was very nervous when shooting. I, I remember even trying to improv some lines and Josh just goes like, let's just, let's just stick to the script. All right. I'm like, you're right. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I'm, I'm, I don't I was getting very angst, angsty and stuff like that. Very excited to be on there. But, um, yeah, I'm glad that that's what people uh, remembered about me. That's really cool. Yeah, did, did you? Um, because like one of the lines that I really like is, is actually before that sequence as well. It's it's uh, it's when he tries to get her to go back to the room and uh, have her share more of her crazy like days at, at MIT or whatever. Mm -hmm. In your mind, was was Jeremy also kind of a book smart himself? And this is just like, well, I know I look good. Like <laughs> this is this is how I'm gonna make money on the side for school uh honestly at that point in time the way i was playing it was that jeremy noticed maya while on stage and he he could sense how infatuated she was with him so he was just trying to take advantage of that infatuation it wasn't until she started opening up 
was when Jeremy kind of realized like, oh my God, she doesn't see me as just this piece of meat that's, that's showing her body to her. She actually feels comfortable enough to kind of open up with me. And that's kind of what drove my character to build this relationship with Maya, that, that she, she is human and not just another client of mine. Right. Yeah. I like that. Um, so then we go to, you know, the, the, the back room and then you guys have that at the moment. Now, um, can you, uh, talk about like the, um, intimacy coordinator, I believe her name is Christine. Yes. Can, can you talk about like, um, kind of just filming preparation and mm-hmm. her involvement, uh, there as well? Well, she is a trooper. She is so nice. I was very willing to do a lot of things because <laughs> I was just so excited. I was like, it's Netflix. I, I, I'm ready to, you know, show it all. But um, there was uh, one time that I felt a bit uncomfortable uh, during the strip show, which unfortunately a lot was cut. I wish they showed a lot of, more of it, but it was like a whole like 10 minute routine that me and the coordinator put together. Uh, there's one t- there's a time where I'm basically grinding on the floor, right? Mm-hmm doing the worm a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I kind of just felt a breeze in my, uh, you know, the area in between my cheeks. Okay. (laughs) And uh, I kind of asked her, I was like, hey, look, like I don't really feel comfortable uh, being that exposed in my back area. Is there any way you could do something about that or maybe tell them not to shoot there? And she she was such a trooper. She's like, I can tape it for you. And I was like, are you, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. So she got a, a large piece of tape and basically taped that area. It was covered. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thankfully, they didn't show any of that area. Uh, but she was very willing to sacrifice her herself uh, to basically do the job of covering my private area. Oh, interesting. OK, so so it, it just felt breezy and you didn't want it exposed. And she had something to actually cover it up with. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah, because because I've heard about like you know like um you know areolas you know there's there's like paces and you know things like that and and you know for the for the male front I ask because like this is such a like a newer profession you know the intimacy coordinator and um you know like I've never covered any project that has has had things like uh, uh, obliterated right so so I'm <laughs> yeah I'm fascinated by this stuff you know because like this isn't this isn't stuff that isn't really out there and not talked about often enough you know uh, having the actor be uh comfortable in in, in what they're doing um so you, you said it was like kind of like a like a 10 minute routine you talk about the worm what were some other parts of this routine <laughs> um let's see so i so they actually had a whole mic system when preparing and and they asked the extras to be very rowdy and stuff when i came out and so some guy in the mic goes, and here comes Jeremy. And I kind of bust through the, the curtains and, and, and do this whole routine. I'm on the floor. I'm like fake strumming a guitar. Um, I play a little bit more with the Apple, uh, stuff like that. Uh, and I remember after the first take of that, the, once, once the music stopped and he, the Josh yelled cut, I just remember everyone going, everyone was silent. No one made a noise. And he just goes, <laughs> loved it, amazing. Uh, and then, and then he's looked around at the crowd, and I'm looking at all their faces, and it's just a bunch of extras going, "What in the hell did I sign up for?" And, and it was, it was very funny. 
And then the second time I came out, they had so much energy. They were loving it. And, and it, it helped me feel more confident when performing. But yeah, it was definitely an interesting routine, interesting scenario, interesting crowd. It was awesome, though. I loved it. So so the extras, um, so they're just like kind of just like focused on you because you're up on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so after, let me see, after the dance sequence, Jeremy comes down, introduces himself to Maya. Uh, Sharonda's there as well. Um, oh, the apple. Where does that come from? <laughs> so basically, my I I start off in this jock outfit. I'm like the the football player jock. That's that's the costume that that Jeremy is wearing. And so he's in the middle of school. So this it's a school set on top of the stripping set. And so basically on the chalkboard, I forgot what it said. I think maybe it's a bad boy, bad boy. And then uh, there's an apple there because, you know, teachers carry around apples. And basically the routine kind of instructs that I don't give a shit about the teachers or what they think about me. So I, I bite the apple and I toss it. And yeah, that was just part of the routine. It's a little fun. Yeah. Oh, I, I just, I love that sequence. It's hilarious. You think Kimmy's going to catch it and it gets intercepted, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. So funny, um, and so now in the in the back room, there's so much going on. You have like the team is also arriving at the same time, looking for Maya, and then uh, I think McKnight. This is where like Janet is also like all over him. Um, the whipped cream stuff. Like, what was there a lot of different takes? Was that um, kind of a one time go? Uh, how how was filming that? Uh, so that was the first scene of the day that day. Uh, and so they did many different takes of me pulling down my pants. I started off fast to try to do a little, little more comedic. Then they did one more sensual. I think it was about 13 takes of me just pulling my pants down. And I, I was like, man, this feels like a, like a workout, just, just pushing it. Complete. And then I, uh, yeah, then the whipped cream, uh, take came and I landed it first try. I was very lucky on that. I and then perfect cut. But, but 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 like over a dozen takes for for the the pants. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Um, we don't get a, uh, a chance to see like what happens with Jeremy after like chaos, like you know chaos ensues and you know. So I'm I'm assuming he's like, oh, you know, well I'm ducking out of here. But uh, can you uh, talk about like? Um, were you even there for, for like all the, the fighting right outside of the, the, the booth? Yeah. So I, I was there in the background. They wanted to make sure that I was still in the background. So I got to see all the fighting. Uh, and then it kind of leaves Jerry, uh, Jeremy's story, uh, to a mystery. We don't really know what happens to Jeremy next or how he felt about the scenario or how he felt about being lied to from my, by, by Maya. Cause you know, she's a secret agent. And he he didn't know that. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe season two, there will be more on the story of Jeremy and the relationship between him and Maya. Who knows? I don't know. I, I was about to say, like, I, I feel they exchange numbers at some point. <laughs> if, if they didn't exchange numbers, she knows where to find them. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as we uh, get ready to wrap up, can you, uh, if you have any, uh, do, do you have any uh, other behind the scenes stories uh, interacting with any of the other um, uh, cast members uh, that were on set, any shenanigans that were going on? 
Hmm. Let me try and think here. I mean, I loved my cast. I, I became really close with, with Janet and Cheryl. They were very nice, played by Naomi Grossman and Kelly Pendergraft, I believe. That they sounds were, right, yes. Yeah, yeah. They were they were lovely people. Uh and and they had a lot of insight on acting and then they gave me a lot of tips, which I, I kind of uh you know, kind of journaled down and then uh, took their wisdom and I applied it to my teachings of, of acting and stuff like that. So they were, they were amazing. Uh, Kim, Kim, the Kimmy who plays Maya, she was amazing. We had a great time on set and, and joked around a lot. We were kind of closer in age. So I got along with her a lot and, you know, she got to see me naked. So we had, <laughs> we had a great bond session over that for sure. Uh but shenanigans and stuff like that. Everyone was mostly just kind. We 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 may have tossed the apple around here and there, but other than that, nothing too crazy. <laughs> yeah, hey, I um, there's this uh, story of the you know the movie Titanic, right, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, and um, you often hear about like, well, when they first met, uh, Kate Winslet, she was like, well, I'm just gonna flash them because like I have the scene where I have to lay in front of them naked, you know, so just get it over with. Well, was there any icebreakers for you and Kimmy or was it like, you know, like just when you guys filmed that that was it? That's funny you mentioned that. So, uh, like I said, we we rehearsed in her trailer before my scene. And and before we even started, I was like, you want to you want to see it? <laughs> and she's because I'm already wearing the robe. I'm already naked underneath. And she's like, yeah, let's just let's just get it over with. <laughs> and I go. She goes, huh? Yeah. Nice cock. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Anyways, so let's go over our scenes for a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, she, she was a trooper. She was awesome. It was fun. We, we joked around a lot about you, it. You guys totally had the Titanic moment. This, you, guys, yeah. you guys did it. We did it. We did it. We, had it. we got it done. We got it over with. Yeah, that is funny. Um, I feel like I had it. Oh, they, Na- Na- Naomi, um, the, her Janet is so funny. I, I would have loved just to be like, uh, you know, in the background at some point, like, them walking out like you know arm linked or something um just her delivery of shit you're hot or whatever <laughs> she is so talented she's so awesome and she is so funny she is just yeah. a funny person yeah she really commands the screen when 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 she's on and i'm just like oh give me more janet you know i just mm-hmm. she's so funny um uh johan did do you if you welcome the interaction i know you mentioned your dms but uh where where can people follow you if they want to keep an eye on the upcoming uh the, the red hood resurrection project or anything else that you have uh in the works yeah uh you know with the sag strike coming to an end there's definitely some potential new things that are coming along the way and uh can't speak anything on any projects yet but hopefully you'll be able to see more of me in future television shows and maybe more Jeremy in season two. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's Johan Fitch, J O H A N N F I T C H, Fitch like Abercrombie. And uh, you'll be able to follow me and see the rest of my story there and the rest of my acting journey. Yeah, there we go. And uh, for those that are tuning in and don't already, you can follow me on Instagram at Obliterated Companion, Companion spelled with the K. Uh, and I'm on Twitter, slash X, whatever you call it, at Obliterated Pod, if you want to um, uh, give me a follow there. You know, some, somewhat 
active and obviously share everything that uh, we're creating here uh, at the podcast. So, uh, Johan, I want to thank you so much for giving me your time, giving us the behind the scenes stories and giving us a little insight on how the cookie was made, you know, uh, so to speak. So, or, or the apple's thrown, you know, whatever <laughs> <laughs> you want to use. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you guys for tuning in and I'll catch you guys next time. This has been a production of the Companion Network.